Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who rides the lightning and tells the bartender just one more. Mr. Drew Celestino. Ah, fitting. It's bad. It's really bad. Like, I, I, I was blanking on what to say. Uh, yeah, a little inside baseball here, folks. As clever as those little intros can be at times, I usually just think about them, like, right before he presses record. Hashtag show prep. Yeah. So. <laughs> How are you? I'm I'm doing, sir. I'm I'm in one piece. How are you? I am well. Let's get to the opening statements then. How was your week? Ah, the week has been eventful. Very eventful, but um let's before new, I back new up stuff has come to light. Lots of lots of lots going on, lots of ins, lots of outs, lots of what have you's. Uh let's back up though for a moment before we back up fully, let's just talk about today. Folks. I gotta be. I'm going on the record here. Um, I got tickets for Metallica and Buffalo. Floor, yay me. I also got two tickets to Cleveland, Ohio. Seats wanted floor, got seats. Such is demand was very, 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 very high for the presale today. I do hear Cleveland rocks. Uh, evidently, because the. Their, their whole pre-sale is like completely sold out so it's wow. pretty and so is buffalo's actually which i find weird because buffalo is usually a very lame market but in any case i digress so i admit fully that i'm very lucky i'm very fortunate to have gotten what i got okay um i am a legacy fan club member as in i was a metallica fan club member for many years when before they made it free it was an annual membership that i paid for many years to be in the fan club when they turned it over to make it free, um, legacy members were like, yo, we've been paying for this privilege, and now you're just going to let people walk in the door. So Metallic Club basically gives all the legacy members a little uh, exclusivity window for these kinds of things where only they can purchase tickets and things like that. Yeah. Um, and they also are given a slight nod in lotteries for meet and greets and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, again, I'm very fortunate, I but I at the same time, I like to think that I've done my time to kind of get this yeah. privilege so at the same time i'm very lucky i'm very grateful a lot of my friends not so lucky a lot of people out there in and in, in the world today that were trying to get tickets not so lucky um so the demand was very strong and a lot of my friends have gone unable to attain pre-sale tickets and they're upset so can i just say everyone i'm really sorry that you were unable to acquire tickets you don't have to blow up my phone messages and, and my texts asking me if I have some kind of in with Metallica to get you tickets because <laughs> I don't. I wish I did. I really do, but I do not. Um, and also, uh, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have an in with Metallica for you that can help you out here. Uh, also, I'm... You mean Lars isn't returning your calls? No, I, I that would be cool. But no, we're not on a a phone basis or anything like that. <laughs> we met once in 2004. That's about it. <laughs> so, um, also please don't be angry at me over it. And also don't be angry at the situation in general. I understand that, you know, it's, you did not attain the presale. There is still a general public sale happening on March the 2nd. And I know it's going to be, you know, crazy and it might be difficult, but again, like, 
you have another shot. The show is in a year. So roughly a year. October for Buffalo. Cleveland's if Cleveland is literally like a year away. It's bizarre. But whatever. Yeah. But whatever. Market's gonna be there. I know no one wants to pay scalper prices. I understand that. It's unfortunate. But I my prediction is that things are gonna level out and you're gonna be able to get a ticket between now and then at roughly face value. I just that's just my feeling on all of this. So deep breaths. You're gonna be able to get to the show. I'm sorry. I'm not gloating. Again, grateful, lucky. I wish I could help you, but I can't. I just want to let you know I can't help you. I'm sorry. No, I mean that's that's understandable. You know, being the fan that you are, people might expect you might have the, a secret entrance, secret passcode, if you were. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just appreciative that you know, as big a fan you are, and being such a good friend that you are, that you know, we're going to be able to go and experience that. Oh, you're 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 adorable. <laughs> what you didn't give me a ticket? Um, here's the thing. Even as a legacy Again? member, even as a legacy member, sir, I am limited to two tickets per show, no more. Okay, and, so uh, that I, I, you, what we do here in this room for this show, it's great, love it, consider it, uh, you know, a, a a a staple cornerstone of my life. The wife, though, kind of has a notch on you. So, how how many times has she seen Metallica? Ooh, to uh, three, four. Okay. How many times have I seen Mattel? I have no idea. None. Oh. Yeah. Well, you can take that up with her. Um, this will be number 17 for me, I think. And Cleveland will be 18. Wow. I, I, you know, I would love to be able to hit 20 on this tour, but I don't know that it's going to happen with what? these prices. <laughs> but I would love, to, I would really, it would be, I might, between now and then, I might just wake up one morning and be like, you know, Pittsburgh's not that far and just shoot out there. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've always wondered like is it any different seeing uh the a show on the same tour more than once? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, they vary the setup a bit. Um it's ninety percent the same, but it's always nice getting those little different songs. Yeah. Um I do actually um I have started making a uh a, a little database of songs I have seen live. Um I gotta probably update it, but it, yeah, you know. This, Do you it, have a count for how many times you've I seen them? I don't live? yet, but that's what I'm, I, I'm working on. That mm-hmm. so between all the shows, what have I seen? And I'm gonna make a little. I'm gonna make a little list. How long does their show normally run? Two, two and a half hours, nice. depending. About twenty, twenty to twenty-two songs usually. Cool. Yeah, uh, a little shorter than they used to be in in their heyday, but well, still pretty. That's still a long. Dude, the spirit I, is willing. The flesh is right. soggy and aging. Yeah, I mean, it's for any band. I think that's that is an exceptionally fair amount of time to perform dude i've seen the energy you expand on stage and after three songs i'm like where's he getting this because yeah it it uh yeah i don't know it comes from somewhere but anyway i wanted to get that out of the way that was that was today um the only other real big event um i can i can let people know about on uh friday i went to st Catharines for nxt wrestling next with my bros uh it was great oh it was fantastic we had a great time um we went to a cool uh, micro brew bar pub place right across the street from the venue in St. Catharines, and uh, we we pre-gamed pretty pretty strong, <laughs> and uh, we went to the show. It was in a really cool little like three four thousand seater hockey arena, nice. so, like a little one, you know. Yeah, we had hundred levels. It was it was excellent, and um, th- there was a row of there was there was mom and she was probably like thirty maybe, okay, and three kids. 
not all hers, but she was like the mom of these three kids for the night. And they were probably between eight and ten, and eight to ten, eight to eleven between the three of them. Yeah, these kids were so much fun, dude. <laughs> they were they were healing it up. They hated all the baby faces. They loved all the guys we liked, and they hated all the guys we hated. <laughs> and they got in on chance. We were making them laugh. Our my, my our friend Joe, dude, he was getting them. He was cracking them up hard, and like we were still we pregamed, then we gamed at yeah. You yeah. Know, and you know it, it's Canada, so they're like to them, it's just a way of life. So we're having a good time, and then Joe goes to the bathroom. Hey, they don't call it alcoholism; they call it Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, so Joe is in the bathroom, and I'm sitting in my seat, and the kids come back, and Mom comes back, and she goes, and she hands me a, a, a beer. She goes, "They wanted to buy your friend a beer so bad." <laughs> so Joe comes back, and I'm like, "Dude, the kids bought you a beer," and he was just like, "Oh my god." It was adorable, man. It was, was so it was so cute. So was it like uh, I'm assuming it wasn't anything that would have suited your palate? Oh, it was Molson cans. I mean, you know, it's the best they had at the arena. I had a few of myself, but okay, you know, I was about any, to say any, if the any kids po- had bought you a beer, would you just like throw it back in their face? Back? No. If it was a Budweiser, I would have you know handed it off. But a Molson, I'll I'll I'll. It's it's. I mean, I think they're owned by Coors now, which is kind of like, eh, but it's le- it's less egregious than than a Bud. So yeah. y- you know. Y- you know, any port, yeah. any port in a storm, and whatnot. So, yeah, that's I, that's really it. The show, the show was great. Um, NXT is WWE's best product by by far, and uh, we had a good time. So I saw the uh, the Twitter was quite the buzz with Ronda Rousey today. Ah, uh, yes, Ronda showed up uh, on Sunday for Elimination Chamber. I didn't bring it up because the event was kind of eh. Uh, and then she was on Raw last night, where um, she officially signed her contract. No, she officially signed it at the chamber, but then she kind of came out last yeah. night to uh, confront Stephanie and Triple H. And you know, I think she'll do well, but ultimately, uh, the the word is this whole thing is not really being built as a thing to get her over as a wrestler. It's being built to get WWE mainstream exposure because of her celebrity status. And by extension, it's being used as a vehicle to propel Stephanie McMahon into pop culture status, the mm-hmm. way they did with Vince and yeah. Austin back in the day. Dear pop culture, as a wrestling fan, I humbly apologize for exposing you to Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> she is terrible in every sense of the word. But this is what they want to do, and I... Whatever, well, whatever. Actually, like, it kind of brings up something I want to ask you. Uh, another podcast I listen to, they occasionally veer into wrestling talk and whatnot. How just kind of, kind of the way we do. <laughs> uh, they mentioned that the... Stealing my gimmick. The television rights They're coming, coming up, up yeah. for WWE, and they expected... They said that Fox will most likely end up with it. It's up in the air right now, but that is a possibility. Um, that's That's what I've heard. Fox, it depends what happens with UFC. If Fox doesn't land the UFC thing, they're gonna go after WWE. Well, Fox already has UFC. Yeah, but that's they? also coming that's up. That's also coming up. Yeah. Okay. Um, and let me throw this at you. Would I not, not be only... shocked if ESPN? No. No. Well, here's well, maybe, maybe. Though I shouldn't say no. Um, the other hot rumor about the Fox deal: Fox might not just be interested in purchasing the TV rights to WWE. Oh, they might want to purchase the whole. They might want the caboodle. whole thing. Hmm. Now, would would Vince sell? I would. My instinct says no, but allegedly, uh, the word around the campfire is for the right price. Yes, he would. 
He's going to sell to go to the XFL. You know, it's a joke, right? Like, we, we laugh because it doesn't seem like yeah. anything that could possibly be real. But he might be actually going to do that. And um, this whole Stephanie thing, like I, I just described, making her like a a, a visible figure. Yeah. She is a, a high-ranking official in the company proper, right? But don't be fooled. Shane McMahon, you know, Vince's son, and always on TV and stuff, he's a TV character and that's it. He is not yeah. in the company. Like, he's not a corporate guy. She is. Yeah. I get this kind of weird connecting the dots feeling like they want to raise her profile on television and get people to know who she is because Vince is going to step away and hmm. hand the reins over to her officially. And they want to have her be the visible face of the company. I don't yeah. know that for sure, but I'm kind of putting two and two together. Question, then we can move on from from this. Yes. Does a wrestling entity like the WWE have to be controlled by quote unquote wrestling people to be successful? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. It, well, I... Eh. History tells us yes. Because like Ted Turner bought like he didn't build WCW. No, he bought it. He bought bought, bought Jim Crockett promotions in other territories and then he made WCW. But then when he didn't need it anymore, he they 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 canceled they canceled it and it sold to Vince for peanuts. You know, Vince being that it is his business and he understands the business, you know, you can say whatever you want about Vince McMahon, and believe me, I say things about Vince McMahon. Like, you know, he's he's divisive and rightfully so. But the dude has built an empire and he knows the business. Yeah. We now we not might we we may not like all of his decisions. God knows I do not like most of his decisions, but there they are, and they're still on top, and you know, what are you gonna do? Like like if Disney yeah, were to buy WWE on top by default at this point. Kind of, yeah. No, that's true. That that's actually true. Um, like, let's say Disney bought WWE and tried to run it. I'm yeah. just throwing that out there. And like, they put some non wrestling guy in charge. I, I got a feeling like if you don't understand wrestling fandom, if you don't understand live events, if you don't understand wrestling booking, you're not gonna succeed in wrestling. Yeah. So it it's. It's tough. It's a weird it's a weird business and it's a weird genre and I feel like you have to have a, some level of appreciation for it to to do it right. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my two cents. Cool. Anything else happening in your week? Oh, that's that's really the only uh things of note and uh yeah, that's it. What's cool. up? What's up with you? Um, not a ton this week. Uh we had duty dice day Saturday, the rescheduled duty dice day yes 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 i'm sorry man did, did you see the pile of carpet on your way in i did, didn't expect to come it's okay sorry right. i got you it's okay what'd you play we uh, you know i i know we got our game night on friday night oh no we didn't have that because nxt yeah, nxt well at least we had last week <laughs> oh no we didn't have it last week life uh finds a way <laughs> um we it it was it was kind of how previous duty dice days have gone. I envisioned this thing like, you know, a whole bunch of people showing up, multiple games going, whatnot, and it's never really happened that way. 
which is fine because the way it has kind of turned out is we always have like a steady flow of people coming in just to, enough to keep games going. Played 10 games. Dang. Yes, uh, Saturday. So that was pretty incredible. Uh, I played a new game called Sangrana. Sangrana? Something? Sangria? No, not Sangria. <laughs> um, I'm a little thirsty. Is basically you have to construct a church stained glass window. Okay. And it was a lot of fun. Interesting. It was really cool. Very, very visual, com- very good components, whatnot. So I would definitely play that game. I might even, you know, be inclined to pick that one up. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if we played anything else new. Uh, played Mr. Jack, which is kind of like a two-player, much better version of Clue. And that was that was fun. I got I had one of those ones I got for Christmas. Um, yeah, uh, Clank, Tiny Epic Galaxies, uh, uh, Photosynthesis, a uh, bunch of bunch of great stuff. Dragon Farkle had a lot of fun. Uh, so that was Saturday. Um, the wife and I have are still in the process of catching up on the Road to Infinity War. We're, we are only one behind now as opposed to being two behind. We knocked out, as I said last week, we knocked out uh, Captain America and Avengers. Uh, this week, we did Iron Man 3. So, how did it fare upon review? You know, it's, again, it's it doesn't, for lack of a better term, it doesn't improve with age. It's still on the weaker end of the spectrum of the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. The... The there's no Iron Man in this movie complaint is still valid. Um, he he is not in the suit very much in this film at all. Um, no, but the film essentially is not about that. But I still think it's a valid it's a valid mark against the film that he's not really Iron Man a lot. Um, I mean, at the end, you get the whole like forty some suits that show up, and he gets to use all of them. You know, you go back and watch that scene again, you see him quick flash here and there. Like, outside of the, uh, the, they first show up, you get, like, maybe a good shot of one here, a quick shot of one there, but it's not, it's not as great as you remember. They're just kind of all flying around. You don't really get to see what's different about the suit in the quick flash they show you. Um... Uh, Guy Pierce as Aldrich Killian aged well. Yeah. I still really like that character. Um, the whole head fake Mandarin thing, uh, still not as jarring the first time. I really didn't like it the first time, but like when you see it the second time, you kind of know it's coming. It's not nearly as bad. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it kind of nothing outrageously changed for me for that film. I mean, it's still, it's like I said, Iron Man three, you know, Thor, Thor, Dark World, which is what we've got next. Um, they're on the bottom of the list for the Marvel films, but that means they're still better than 80% of the <laughs> other comic films out there. Fair enough. So that was that. Um, I embarked this week on a journey that many, many, many have people I know and people I don't know, I just listen to on podcasts and whatnot, have said that I need to go on. I started watching The Wire this week. I tried that once. I fell asleep. It's 
It's good. I hear, uh, yeah. I keep hearing like you kind of got to get through the first season. That's I've heard similar things. Yeah, yeah. And so like it's it's interesting taking it from the perspective of if this was a new show and I was watching it as it was new, I probably would have jumped ship because mm. for the first like five six episodes is kind of paint by numbers cop show, right? But there's also like the aspect of like the the air quote criminals get equal screen time as the cops do. Right. And they're just as much characters as the cops. And that's fine. Um, but the show's kind of starting to get its legs under it. So knowing that it's like lauded as one of the best television shows of all time and knowing that, you know, there's a serious dynamic change in season two, I'm willing to kind of keep going. Forward keep on trucking. It. Yeah. Okay. Keep me posted. So, yeah. When you get through with that, I hope you will give the same approach to Breaking Bad. Uh, probably next on my list would probably be Oz. That's good too. That's yeah. good too. And then you can you can you can join Jay J. Gelsomino and I in our Oz references <laughs> that we make all the time. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Michael B. Jordan is in The Wire. He's young. He's a kid. He's got to be young. Yeah, oh my he's god. A, he's a he's a little baby Jordan. Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh, Idris Elba's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's yeah. the same. Yeah, I mean, he's Idris Elba. So. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so that was that was pretty much it. Not, All right. Uh, not a ton going on this week. Uh, dear listeners, if you'd like to tell us about your week, if you'd like to uh, send us any questions or comments for the show, you can do so at the following locations. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Due Podcast.com. Drew, that being said, we do have some questions. Bring it. Let me just bring them up here. All right. Uh, Mr. J. Gelsomino and Mr. Alan Waiters. Start with Mr. Alan Waiters. Drew and Carl. Fox is pushing to release three X-Men movies and a Silver Surfer movie. Do you think Disney will nix the movies when they officially acquire all of Fox? Why are we even talking about this, Alan? Come on. You're better than that. You're smarter than that. I mean, they're doing stuff. I, what's the deal with the takeover? Look, it's Fox. He's doing something. <laughs> like, I don't get why you would... I mean, are they... Maybe it's kind of like what we've said about rights issues, where they if they're kind of being safe if the deal doesn't happen, to have something, quote-unquote, in development, so that they don't automatically lose the rights... That you know, that's a good point because if it does fall through and they have nothing to show for it, and then they lose the stuff anyway. Right, right. So fair enough. Outside of that, uh, my gut instinct. I would love to see a Silver Surfer movie directed by James Gunn taking place in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe, or the guy who did Thor Ragnarok. James Gunn, Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, yeah. By, uh, it's, it's all sorry. It's so close to Guardians. Uh, it's and, uh, it's close. It's close, but. Yeah, anyone who's going to, anyone who is going to embrace the cosmic weirdness of Marvel. Yeah, I want that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, dude, I you space know, and Marvel should look like Jack Kirby drew it, and and Thor Ragnarok did that to great effect. And there are a lot of Kirby bubbles though. We need, no, we need some those are tough to pull off. I on, know. Yeah, I know. But but the rest of it though, that's one of those things you just do and be unapologetic about it. Sure. Um. Yeah, like, I think we said this before about the Fantastic Four and all that. It's like, look, 
I want a Silver Surfer movie, and I want X-Men movies, yeah. but I don't want your Silver Surfer exactly. and your X-Men movies. So, Silver Surfer in that Fantastic Four movie was actually good. You know, good he's a visual, cool character. Good visual, voiced by Lawrence Fishburne. Um, hey. I mean, story didn't do him any favors, but... Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I don't know. We'll like, see what happens. I think they might just be covering their bases, but in fairness, the Silver Surfer movie is being allegedly developed by Brian K. Vaughn. I mean, there's that. Yeah. Saga? Yeah. That, hey, come on, man. Brian, I'm, not, I'm not Mang Saga. I am not Mang Saga. I'm not Mang Brian K. Vaughn. Okay. By no means. Okay, because he's pretty great. <laughs> he is pretty awesome. He's in my, I would, he's in my top five writers. You know what? So. If, you were, if you were to tell me that Brian K. Vaughn is working on a Silver Surfer movie, I would be extremely happy about that. You know what would be, make me happier? If you were to tell me that Brian K. Vaughn was working on a Why the Last Man television oh, series or a Saga television series. Yeah. That's what I want more. I I can't argue with either. Yeah. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Carl, which would you prefer? Adamantium skeleton with claw or vibranium weapons? Ooh. Since he did not include the healing factor with the adamantium skeleton claws, Good I'm going to say the vibranium weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because even if I never clop the, pop the claws... I'll still probably die from some form of metal poisoning from yeah. having all that metal in my in my system. Plus, I don't even know if you'd be able to walk around with all that metal inside of you. Swimming would be difficult. Yes. Airports, not your friend. No. No, no. Yeah. To drive yeah. everywhere. And yeah. you'd get worse gas mileage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Vibranium weapons. Right. Don't even give me a vibranium weapon. Just give me the suit. All right. You know what? Having gone back and listened to our episode from last week, there was one little nitpick I forgot to mention. Uh oh. The fact that every time you wanted to show emotion on Black Panther's face, you had to pull the mask back. Yeah. It was just for like a brief moment. I mean, this is an age old gripe of mine, as you it know. It is. You got to show the anchor's faces. I know. But I feel you. Yeah. Just keep the damn mask on. Especially with Spider Man now, with the way his eyes can emote. Yeah. Like, just, just keep it on. Just keep it on. Just keep it on. Nope, he's taken off in the Avengers. I know that's awards, so. what he does. Yeah. Drew. Yeah. With rumors that new Super Smash Brothers will be coming to Switch this year. That's a, okay. I didn't know that, but okay. It's the Allen News Network. <laughs> it's, he's got sources that are mysterious. Oh, it's more real than you know. We don't know about <laughs> that he gets the stuff from. All right. What NES or Super NES characters would you like to see? On Smash Brothers. Good question. They've I done, think they've, this is an interesting question because you, you ultimately don't care about Smash Brothers. I don't, but I do. It is fun to see. You appreciate the fan service. I definitely appreciate good fan service, especially like in recent, well, recent, like 10 or so years ago when, when Nintendo like reached out beyond their own characters yeah. and included outsiders. Ryu and Cloud. Pre- before that happened, when Sonic showed up, like it was like a, it was like, a megaton bomb had dropped. Like Sonic, it is in a, in a Mario game. What? No, I, I was it really for yes. Smash. Yeah, a it megaton? was because wasn't he in like the Olympics games with Mario prior to that? Mm, I think his Smash introduction might have come first. I don't recall. Uh, either way, it was a big deal. Then Mega Man, when Mega Man showed up, that was people went nuts because not not to mention Mega Man had been like I don't know gone from games for like a decade, and then hey, he's in Smash. Yeah, cool. Um. 
Yeah, Solid Snake was in the one. That was that was wild. Yeah. Uh, that was like the first big... Yeah. Because yeah, that was still on the N64 game, wasn't it? No, it was uh, GameCube. GameCube. Okay. But that was at peak... That was like when Metal Gear Solid was like at its peak, arguably. Um, so, you know, it's fun when that happens. So I guess what, what who would I like to see included? Um, give me a Belmont of some kind. Perhaps, yes. Perhaps an Alucard. Yes. Um, but I think that's that would be totally fitting. Simon Belmont or Trevor Belmont. Let's do that. That'd be cool. Um, we can maybe reach out to Konami while we're while we're doing the Belmonts and be like, hey, can you give us, you know, uh, I don't even know what their names are. I think, I think Bill and, and, and Butch or something, the guys from Contra. Give me the Contra guys in yeah. there. Um, so, Billy and Jimmy Lee. What are the Double Dragons up to these days? There's some IP we could stand yeah. to refresh a little bit. Although they did that Neo Genesis or whatever it was. That that there was a Double Dragon Four. That well, that's the out. NES looking one. But I mean, yeah. like about five years ago, there was that remake one with like neon. It was, yeah, yeah. I was pretty good. I didn't play. Yeah, it, I played the demo of it. It was fun. Okay, it was Double Dragon. Um, so you know we got these characters kind of floating around. Bring them in. Um, who else would be? Who else would be really cool? I have three characters. They're all from the same game. Okay. The skinny guy, the medium guy, Ooh, the, and the hockey player from ice hockey. Yeah. Screw you, Blades of Steel. Ice hockey was the jam. They're both. They both have their merits. Ice hockey was better. I liked ice hockey because of the variety of players. I like Blades of Steel because you could fight. <laughs> you could fight. You could get and, and, bench and, clearing balls in ice. And hockey. you could play a a, a a a space shooter between periods too. So, so your your bright point for the game is a completely different game. That's correct. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you're saying. <laughs> that's right. Hey, what can I say? And, and Blades of Steel had some of the first like recorded voice acting in a video game, which, I, which as a kid blew my mind. The game's talking. <laughs> Blades of Steel. Um, yeah, that I, that those are those are the big the big ones. I think that people would like to see. Um, maybe uh, you can go super obscure, digging some Taito characters. Yeah, yeah. Kid Nicky, Radical Ninja, <laughs> the dude from Elevator Action. Bonk. Bonk. Yeah. Splatterhouse guy? Bubsy? We're scraping here. Scraping. <laughs> Earthworm Jim. Oh, there's a character who's not been heard of in a long time. A long, long time. time. Uh, see? You know, these, these, are, these are very valid uh, entries that, that, yeah. that, could, that could be added to, to Smash. And I think yeah. people, would, people would get into it. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's make that happen. Cool. Throw a Blanca in there. He would fit in Smash. I guess. I don't <laughs> Sure. Why not? All right. Alan, thank you very much for your questions. Moving on. Oh, Doom your... Guy. Put Doom Guy in there. Doom Guy. Yes. Doom <laughs> Guy. Let's do Doom Guy. Moving on to Mr. J.J. Smino. Carl and Drew. Theoretically, talks break down with Jesse Ventura and Willie Mays Hayes. If you could recast <laughs> Black Hammer White Lightning. <laughs> What comic book characters would you use? Well, if you could recast with comic book characters, who would it be? Well, Cable has to be has to be White Lightning. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, big, just because he's a white guy with guns. Big jacked white guy with guns. Maybe Frank Castle, but I, I like Cable more here. He's more Ventura esque. Eh. I'm gonna go with Strong Guy. Okay, that's an obscure poll, but okay. Because, like, I'm just thinking 90s. 
And they were they didn't come much more nineties than strong guy. I just the, said cable. <laughs> the the circle the the white ponytail and the, the circle rimmed glasses. sunglasses. Okay. Um Who's your black hammer then? Black hammer. Nineties? Blade, right? Guns? Blade? Yeah, I mean if you want to go easy. <laughs> I'm going to go even more obscure than Strong Guy. Oh. I'm going to go with Cardiac. Oh, that is obscure. Yeah. You're digging. Yep. You're digging deep. Yep. Um, Bishop might also work here. Bishop, yeah. Bishop's the... That's the, that's the easy pick, I think. Yeah. Bishop's yeah. the safe cast. He's the safe one. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. But that's a... That's pretty good. But the question is, whose would fall the hardest and who would be the deadest? Mm. Good question. Good question. <laughs> question for another show. Fair enough. So, okay. Drew. Yeah. Um, Okay, Drew. So while you get while you get out your calendar and start counting, you know, I was going to ask if I yeah, should because you know that's going to be a question. I'm just going to skip down to my question. Okay, <laughs> Carl, you are placed as the main character in one of the following movies. Who do you feel can best garner the same results as the character? Who do you feel you can garner the best results as the same character? Okay, so I'm either Johnny Five and Short Circuit Two. Uh, defending my life as Albert Brooks. Um, I'm Sam and Ghost. Uh, Bernie and Weekend at Bernie's two, mind you. Ooh. Uh, don't 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 you dare. Ooh, Weekend at Bernie's. That that movie. He said two. That I know two. That movie is still magic. Quite literally, there's really magic. <laughs> in it. Or Lola Bunny and Space Jam. Oh, jeez. Hmm. It's a tough call between Bernie and Sam from Ghost. It's your question, man. <laughs> I, you know what? I think I could possess Whoopi Goldberg. I, yeah, how hard could it be uh, to possess someone? Do you want to, though? It's the question. I mean, you know, there are worse people to possess. Sure. I mean, you you could you to be on Star Trek. Do you get to be on Star Trek and in a lot of freaking funny movies. That, too. Jumpa Jack Flash. But eventually you get a host of you. Yeah. The view. <laughs> the view is what it is. I, I've I've no reason to watch the view, yet I have no reason to hate the view. Fair enough. Um now I'll go with Bernie. Bernie. Because then I get to do the cool, you know, like little the original Bernie. What what came out first? Uh Weekend of Bernie's two or clerks. I want to say Weekend of Bernie's two. Because but it might be close. Because if that came out first, he was doing the Randall before <laughs> before oh Randall was. God. You know he was. Oh man, it just blew your mind. Hold on. Now we have to know. Now we have. Now to know. we have to know what came out first: Weekend at Bernie's Two or Clerks? Hey, speaking of Clerks, man, we uh, got we got it coming up in the news. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, weekend at Bernie's. Oh my God! Two nineteen ninety three. It was before Clerks. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Wow. Look at that. Randall Graves, you stole your moves. Yeah. Wow. 
see folks, you come here for woody banter and yeah, we get a Bernie's two trivia <laughs> and insight into <laughs> geek culture. Oh my, we get some trivia too. Weekend at Birdie's 2 Trivia. Okay, Drew. Time oh. for your question. How many days to Long Beach? 26. 26 days. 26 days till Long Beach. Golden Lovers versus Young Bucks. Official. Let's go. <laughs> Let's And this go. is a wrestling match, not a porn title. That is correct. It's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> so, Jay... Um, I love you, amigo, and I know you're excited for this trip. Maybe a, a part B to your question, if that's going to be your only question, Drew, for the next, you know, however many weeks. I'm know, fine with it. This is fine. It, it, it's very, it's minimal effort on my part, which I appreciate. <laughs> I think I'm going to make, I'm going to, if I were, if I were crafty, if I were, if I were younger, because I've lost my craftiness in my in my old age, I would make Jay a Long Beach Advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> the little with the little doors. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I did? Do you know what I did when uh, Street Fighter Four was coming out? No, <laughs> this is like the first time it was coming out. Now, granted, I hadn't had a Street Fighter game in eight years. You know, it was a long time in the desert. Remember the the chains you used to make in elementary school? Yes, counting down to Christmas time. I made one of those for Street Fighter. We we should make some of those for Long Beach. Think it might be good. We could do that. That I all we did was just cut up printer paper and yep, staple staple it together. Yep, or glue. Yeah. Yep. This 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 could happen. Yep. It won't happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Jay. All right. So. That does it for cross-examination. Jay and Alan, thank you very much as always. Now, moving on to the case files. Uh, we've got a dodged bullet and a dumpster fire this week. Let's uh, let's start out with the dodged bullet. Uh, this just happened yesterday. Ah. Um, it, it was a broke on Twitter, and I'm sure those, I'm sure like a lot of people listening to the show probably saw it before. Uh, uh, director and I guess, in a roundabout way, friend of the show, uh, Kevin Smith. He took our questions on the show. Yep. Suffered a massive heart attack. And, and lived. Yes, and lived. And apparently he had like the one heart attack that was almost guaranteed to kill you. Yes. He survived. Um, he you know, tweeted out yesterday that he was recovering, and today he put out a video uh, about 20 minutes long, I watched it, and he seemed to be uh, Kevin Smith. He's, he seemed to be up and about and doing Kevin Smith things. and Yeah, uh, pretty pretty crazy to think, man, that, uh, you know, that fast and that sudden, it, you know, it can, yeah. it can all be that's over. A, that's a, that's a, I don't want to wake up in the morning to my wife telling me Kevin Smith had a heart attack. I know. That's, it, that's what happened yesterday. Yeah. Um, so... You know, fortunately, he, I mean, he has lost a lot of weight in recent years. He lost about 90 pounds last year. Yeah. And um, that's good. Unfortunately, like a lot of the damage had already been done. Yeah. Hence the heart attack. Uh, But, you know, he's got his stent in place now, and he said he's going to be on medication and stuff for the rest of his life, probably. But he's alive, and, uh, you know, we're we're grateful for that, because Kevin Smith, uh, you can say what you want about his recent output, or any of his output, really, but the dude's an inspiring guy. He he oozes positivity, and um, you know, as we are podcasters, he definitely is an influence on us as well. So you know, as a fan, uh, bullet dodged, and 
Hang in there, Kev, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I think something like this happening is a reminder that we don't often, we, we too often wait until the worst has happened before saying something nice about someone or lauding their achievements or whatnot. And I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, I was thinking long and hard and I don't, I don't like to make hot takey statements. That's my job. And you don't do it so much. Yeah, Sometimes I've, you do. I've come down a lot. The, the whole Spielberg is done thing. That's kind of hot take. Um, <laughs> He's done. But I think it's very possible that you can make the argument that Kevin Smith has done the most for geek culture since Stanley. Uh, I would listen to the argument because he's really, he became the voice of a generation that didn't have a voice. Like the generation before had John Hughes. He found the voice of that generation and defined it through his films. And kind of the generation after that, which I'm not sure of what, generation you want to classify it as and whatnot but like when i saw mall rats and i saw brody i was like that's me <laughs> this, this is like representation of me on that's who i want to be screen. anyway <laughs> no it was this is pretty much me at the time okay never mind um i mean except the whole sleeping with shannon doherty thing <laughs> uh so yeah he kind of he found that voice and he, he spoke that voice for a while. And then he just kind of moved for whatever reasons. He moved away from that and found another voice, which in a lot of ways led to what we are doing here now yeah. tonight. Oh, totally. I mean, he like, yes, podcasting was a thing before Kevin Smith, but Kevin Smith, you can argue, made podcast is one of the Smodcast was one of the first major podcasts yeah to blow up in a big way and for the medium yeah i mean there's others obviously adam carolla show and then you know things like that joe rogan and all that but like you know kevin smith was, was really one of the early adopter kind of guys and uh all the podcasts you see out there now are kind of children of his in it's a, kind of in a godfather of podcasts in a little a little bit yeah, yeah. and, and I, I think he would humbly you know deny that walk that back but yeah. it's true like he was ahead of the curve in a way and in terms of geek culture like dude he was flying co- the flag for comics in a high you know when, when his when clerks broke and his filmmaking you know got on the national radar he was repping comics and star wars in a time when that stuff really wasn't being repped yeah. per se right so and he and he flew the and then you know even in the dark times when comics crashed and the speculator market like you know ruined things for a while he still flew the comics flag yep and he's just always been a, a voice of positivity and in, in fandom and then even got into comics he was part of Marvel's revival I've, we've been over this before Guardian Devil like practically saved Marvel comics yeah so and not I, I mean just yes Mark Guardian Devil practically say marvel comics but it was unheard of at the time for a film for guy. a filmmaker a legitimate filmmaker to write comics right it was unheard of and now it's fairly commonplace yeah oh yeah now it's it happens a lot now um but he was one of the first maybe yeah. he, maybe the i don't know but when he get when he signed with marvel it was a very big deal yeah a very big deal 
And then he went on to do Green Arrow. Yeah, his Green Arrow one there was too. fantastic, and uh, just glad we still have him. And hope he feels better. Yeah, get well, yeah. Kev. Get please. well, Kev. Need you back. Maybe, maybe in in Jay and Silent Bob reboot, you know, Silent Bob is a little lighter now. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. So bit, that's a, that's okay. Alrighty. So bullet dodged. Now on to the dumpster fire. Oh, it's burning. And Drew, it's, I'm gonna. Burnt, we threw a few more logs on. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, kind of do a. I'm gonna strut a little bit. You want to gloat? You can gloat. I'm gonna, you know, because you can gloat. You 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 earned it. I I kind of called this one, so I'm gonna kind of <laughs> do the, you know, the on the knuckles and kind of, you know, yeah, polish them up, polish them up, and do the, you know, lick the finger and put the the check mark in the win column. Yeah. Um. It was announced earlier this week that Joss Whedon is exiting Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Um, to the surprise of most, except me, because <laughs> if you remember, back in the day when they announced this movie was going to happen, I'm like, I don't think this movie's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think, I do not think a Josh Whedon Batgirl movie is going to, Joss Whedon Batgirl movie is going to happen. I'm not coming back for oats. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was he announced that he exited quote saying i don't have a story i don't know what to do with the character boy it's good that we signed you up for this job joss yeah how does that meeting go it's like i want to do a background movie okay tell me your story i don't really have one you're hired <laughs> good meeting it was probably like, it's probably like, um, can you can you think of something to do with Batgirl? I was like, yeah, I mean, I could probably think of something eventually. Good. In the meantime, here's Justice League. Can you fix this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he didn't, and I guess that process was as worse than what he experienced on Avengers 2, and it's just like, I don't understand how this comes as a surprise to you. You left a, a well-run studio that well, wanted to do specific things that you didn't agree with, and that's fine. In fairness. You went to a non-well-run studio, yeah, yeah, yeah. no proven track I record, know. and you got the same thing, if not worse. Why are you surprised here, Joss? In fairness to the, to him leaving, his his leaving had a lot to do with feuding with uh, Ike Perlmutter from Marvel Comics, who was trying... He was in charge of Marvel Studios, kind of going over Kevin Feige's head for a while. I Meanwhile, that, Kevin Feige was at Bob Iger's ear going, hey, man, I run the ship here, and this guy's undercutting me. And then after Joss bailed, that's when Iger took Marvel Studios yeah. away from the comics division I, entirely I know that, to Kevin Feige. I know the studios forced the Thor vision scene in Avengers 2. Okay. He did not want to do it at all. Okay. He thought it was stupid and just had no place. And when you go back and look at it, it's not that it's necessarily stupid, but it's just out of, place. out of place in the film. Sure. Um. So yeah, but that's anyway. That's we're we're getting split in here. So yeah, so so Joss Whedon is off Batgirl. So immediately after that happens, yeah, a landslide of talent shows up on Twitter saying, "Hey, Warner Brothers, I'll do your Batgirl movie for you." A lot of like female qualified, yeah, directors, writers, everyone saying that they're gonna, they want to do Batgirl. So you got to figure, okay, Warner Bros, you lost Joss Whedon. All right. You've got this wonderful opportunity oh, to highlight female directors and or writers in a female-led film. 
you know, kind of like you did with with Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. That worked for you. Yeah. That worked for you. Also, P.S., look at the current box office. Yeah. Look at what's on stop. Yeah. Black Panther. Yeah. Directed by a black director. Yeah. With a mostly black crew. It's almost like Did, diversity is, you know, a good thing yes, at the box office. Diversity is a good thing. Yes. Well, Apparently, it's not enough for Warner Bros. Because Warner Bros. Wow. said that after Joss's exit, they are in no immediate hurry to get a Batgirl film into production. I'm I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. Look, I'm not. They shocked. can't even get Batman off the ground right now. Yeah. They're, they're not going to do Batgirl. That ain't. That's not yeah. in the plans. That's just not in the plans over there. I know. So didn't, didn't isn't it kind of we we've said for a while they're going to do. They're gonna do Aquaman. They're gonna do Aquaman. One, they're gonna Shazam, do Wonder Woman two Wonder and Shazam, and everything else. Don't look for it. Yeah, I heard even Nightwing is in trouble now. Oh, I forgot they were doing a Nightwing. The director insists that he's not leaving the project, but he is going to direct another movie beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, read read into that. Oh, and you, the um, the the. 18th or 19th directors on Flash. I don't know. I've lost count. They're, uh, apparently, their deal isn't even done yet. Not they have, yeah, they've, yeah, yeah. like, Warner Bros. went and announced them before they actually signed them. You know, that's usually a bad call. Yeah. Like, it's like the Indianapolis Colts announcing their coach before he actually signs on the dotted lines. And, and surprise, surprise, they're not going to start work until they get paid. Well, gee, fancy that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 not good over there. That Joker stuff's not happening, right? No, no, no. Joker's not happening. Um, that can't be real. That's not a real. That's not real life. I mean, outside of Shazam, Wonder Woman, two, Aquaman. If you were to make me bet on a DC film that had the most likeliness of happening, it would probably be Suicide Squad two. Based on what though? Like I, it made money. It, did it? Yes. Really? All the all the DC films, as bad as they are, oh, have man. made money. All right. Well, yay. <laughs> I guess. All right. Whatever. Margot Robbie wins an Academy Award, then you just got a whole bunch of free, more free press. If I'm Margot Robbie and I win an Academy Award, I'm not going back to do a Suicide Squad two <laughs> contracts. Oh, contracts. They don't sign you for just one of these things anymore. I know. I know. So, but there is, there is a slight, slight glimmer of joy and happiness. Is there? In this raging dumpster fire. Okay. You can see it almost as if a lightning bolt coming out of the oh, sky. I see what you did there. There was a, a leaked photo today of a picture someone snapped on set of Zachary Levi in the Shazam costume. Yeah. And you don't see the full costume, but what you do see looks off the page. It And it's it, got me like, okay. It, you know, it does. The, the shade of red is right. The The cape is, is looking, I mean, it's not the classic cape, but it's still looks good. You don't like the hood, do you? I'm not crazy about the hood. Okay. Just checking. I mean, I, I get what they're going for. I, I like the classic cape. You like cape. the big collar. I like the classic yeah. cape. Yeah, I feel you. Um. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I gotta, I gotta see it. I gotta see the tone of what they're going for. Yeah. That, that's gonna sell it on me. 
Yeah. If so, it because it looks a little a little dopey, but if the movie's supposed to be fun and dopey, then I'm okay with it. Yeah. I mean, they don't call them the big red cheese for nothing, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Yeah, I guess that could be hopeful. Yeah, it could be. Amidst you know the raging inferno that is. Hey. Throw, we need some reprieve for this from this raging, burning disaster. Yep. So okay. I think that about does it for news. Um, I I guess so. They're doing that Rocketeer animated series. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I'll get excited when I see pictures. Okay. I think that's a fair reservation to have. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's an interesting. It's an interesting revival from Disney. Because if you were to tell me they were doing a new Ninja Turtles series, I'd be like, "Oh, cool, great!" Uh, well, and you'd show yeah. me the pictures. I'd be like, "Oh, no, 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 stop it!" Why does Raphael look like Franken Turtle? Yeah, Franken Turtle. Wow. Um, no, where's his size anyway? But we've been over. Why that. is he the leader? No, that's, that's still an interesting pull for Disney to uh, go for, though. Rocketeer. Yeah, I mean, it's still it has its fans. Yeah, but. oh, dude, the original stuff is great, um, and the movie visually is still tremendous. Uh, it's 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 a fun movie. Yeah, it's a great it's, movie. It's, it's you know, it's 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 rocketeery. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly's peak. great. Peak. Was it Peak Connelly? Yeah, I think it probably was. Well, I mean, you know, it's. I it's, mean, it's it's not for uh, us. It was. What? Well, yeah. That, you, you probably are. What was like, the What was the Darren Aronofsky movie? <laughs> I think it was a, a Beautiful Mind. She got an Academy Award for. Uh, or something. Yeah, I don't so, do that. That's what she got pretentious. Like, I'm just like talking, legitimate peak. I'm just geek talk, peak. I'm just talking. You know. Ah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Anyway. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that um. That about does it for the news. Okay. Um, hey, Thor is getting relaunched too. What? Thor is getting relaunched as well. Uh, I don't want to talk about stupid Marvel <laughs> comics. All Jason Aaron is doing it. A, great, fine, wonderful. His he, Thor is awesome. You know what Jason Aaron could also do? Thor like six ninety seven and four. You, you know, like hey, as a Jason Aaron Thor guy, more is more is good. Yeah. Just give him the whole line at this point, because um. so I know that obviously Bendis isn't doing it anymore. But is Defenders the series canceled? I don't the know comic series. I do not know because I just read the last one and it says like the end, and it seems feels like feels like the, the end. ending of a series, not just of a story arc. I'm like, it was ten issues. It was a great ten issues. That might be it then. <sighs> Which is funny because in the last page it says. The story continues in these titles. Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, it's over there. Daredevil. Oh, it's Iron over Fist. Yeah, that's it. Luke Cage. Wait a second. You canceled Luke Cage. Maybe they're going to relaunch Luke Cage. Let's move on. I mean... Marvel Comics is a dumpster fire. Marvel Comics is a dumpster they're, fire. They're, they're putting... Marvel Comics is a dumpster fire. Fire. They're working on putting it out. They're working on it. They've been working on it for 20 years. 20? 20? Come on, 20? 20. It's 2018, sir. Yeah, and in the early 2000s, they were rocking. That's like my my new X-Men 
was 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 my jam in that era. Daredevil, Marvel Knights was going strong. Punisher Max was going strong. Okay, okay. Twelve years. All right, yeah, you're closer. Better, closer, warmer. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to you. We're we're still. I believe we can we can settle on at least ten years. All right. How about I'll I'll draw. We're just I'll, arguing tax and title between eleven and twelve. I'll draw a line in the sand. Post Civil War. When was Civil War? Yeah, about twelve years ago. Rough. Oh, was it twelve years ago? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, uh, Guess what, Drew? It's a trap. Maybe ten. You maybe ten. Maybe it. ten. Maybe ten. Right. I'm looking it up because right. now I got to know. Go ahead and look it up. To be fair, actually, you know what? To be fair, though, even after Civil War, we did get Bucky Cap and, and the and the Ed Brubaker renaissance on Daredevil and things like that. So, you know, I mean... It's a dumpster know, fire, Drew. It's it is a not, dumpster I'm, fire. I'm not arguing its current status. I'm just saying it's not, it hasn't been that long. It has not been 20 years. And, you know, it, I think they're at least aware of it now. And they're trying to figure it out. Whereas I feel like the last little while, five years or so, it's been this kind of in denial shuffling of of the of you know the, the pieces on the board without really any meaningful change. Civil War was in two thousand six, two thousand and seven. So okay, eleven to twelve years, ballpark. We'll put it in the ten to twelve year range. Ballpark. Still a dumpster fire. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be okay. They'll they'll they'll. Fi- all right, I'll tell you what. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this. How would you fix it? You know what? I have an idea. You're going to call shenanigans because of what I've been saying this whole time, but I would pull a new 52. Oh. Line-wide, hard reboot. Wow. Okay. I was going to say the same thing, actually. Yeah, just cut, cut the fat on Avengers and X-Men. I've said this to you in the past. I'm not sure if I've said it on the show. With X-Men, have have two monthly... You have three books total monthly for X-Men. Whoa. Right now, they've got like... Five eight. or six or eight. Yeah. yeah. You have like X-Men and like Uncanny X-Men or some subtitle X-Men, what have you. Kind of do what they did in the 90s. One team, like X-Men Gold, X-Men Blue. Okay. I think they're kind of doing that now, but it's X-Men, so no one cares. Yeah. Um, And then you also release like an 80-page giant every month, and you put all your other X-Men stuff in that book. I don't even think they should do that. Keep it to the two. That's it. Yeah. Because I don't want side stories from this 80-pager bleeding into continuity in the main books. Well, because there's still, like, other viable characters out there that you can tell stories They can guest star once in a while. (laughs) Um, yeah, like... uh, It's... Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm, Yeah, I've I've been against it for a long time, and I think I'm finally starting to get around, getting on board with, you know what? Put it to bed, and and reboot the whole thing. Yeah. That would be controversial. Because, you know... (laughs) People forget because of how it, it like kind of what it turned into and how it ended. New Fifty Two started out really great, sales wise. It started out really well. Great. Even there were content flags, 
Content-wise, it started out great. Batman, Aquaman was a legitimately good title that people were going nuts over. There was a lot of good stuff. DC, Justice League was bad. DC, Superman was bad. Action was great, but then they retconned that into exist out of out of existence too. DC had kind of got to a point where they real they realized that okay, we're just trying to clean up stuff with crisis after crisis. Let's just reboot and go from there. You gotta give them credit for that. I, I, and I then, do, and then at a point they said, okay, this isn't working. Let's take it back to what worked. Just minus crisis, and that's what they did with rebirth. And they're killing it. I feel like Marvel missed, missed the boat. Secret Wars should have been that. Because the story yeah, damn sure was just... Dude, there have been like three or four opportunities they've had for a hard reboot. Secret Wars was probably their best opportunity because the way the story was structured. Yeah. But just, I mean... Yeah, well... It's a dumpster fire. It's, it's it's a dumpster fire. It's confusing. It's a mess. I'll fly. I'm pilot. Yeah. But it's like a small dumpster fire. Because there's still like, despite... <laughs> it's it's more like the trash can fire, whereas the DC one over there is the dumpster fire. Yeah. Fair enough. It's because there's still some decent titles coming out of Marvel. Although yes. apparently now not as many. Not as many. <laughs> Defenders got canceled, but like, what was there is Um... Amazing Spider-Man, I'll always read. No I'll always read Daredevil. Daredevil. I gave up on Punisher. Defenders. Um, Iron Fist is good. Um, Thor. I, I'm a Thor. Yeah, I'm a Thor, I'm a Thor, a Thor guy. guy. Jason Aaron, yeah. give me Thor. I'm good. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. We done? We're done. Okay. Let's move away from the fire. <laughs> um, yeah, this is your moment to kind of gloat and rub it in my face. I actually have no pages to rustle. Oh, I have merely digital. Wow. Okay. Well, let's it was see. it was kind of a, it let's was a weird day today. So let's see if I can rustle papers here for uh, for the sake of the show because Carl did not bring his pad. Let's see. I got I got the book though. It's you got the weird. book. All right, let's see. Yeah, but your the your book sounds better. It sounds like the old Marvel Studios intro. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, good place. At, at the end, it kind of sounds like someone going. Yeah. It kind of sounds oh, like Hannibal Lecter oh. going. Thanks for that. <laughs> All right. All right. Picking back up with Punisher, uh, just like some very quick house cleaning. Here's here's one thing we should probably do. Go on. We're going to finish out Punisher. Yep. That's about another month. In time shows. it takes for us to finish out Punisher, Jessica Jones season two will have come out. Then we just dive right in. We unfortunately never got around to Jessica Jones season one. Should we, we do a season right? one recap we'll episode? we do a single episode, season one recap okay. episode, and then we will go into Jessica Jones season two. But I think we've gotten fairly comfortable, and I think you guys have gotten, and girls have gotten comfortable with us, even as we're going through a season, taking the occasional break to whether it be movie review or guest, we're still going to have the fun stuff in there. By all means, if you don't think we should do that, let us know. Yeah, if you want us to break format entirely, just say the word, man. Yeah, but if you guys are like, I like everything about your show, but the name and the whole like episode stuff and just rebrand it, <laughs> relaunch it, reboot it. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if enough of you'd say. We got a brand to maintain here, sir. <laughs> All right. So we are at Punisher episode eight. Episode eight. What is this episode called? I don't know. I don't write that down. You do, usually. I know. I know. <laughs> Give me a moment. Hashtag show prep. Bringing up the MDB. IMDB. 
All right, so episode eight is called Cold Steel. There you go. Wasn't there like an 80s cop movie called Cold Steel with Jamie Lee Curtis in it? Uh, oh, that was Blue Steel. I think that was Blue Steel. I, I, Dynamite dropping, Drew. I, I, Jamie Lee Curtis, I know Halloween, Trading Places. Yeah. Obvious reasons. And, true lies. And true lies. And that's it. That's all I know. And yogurt commercials. Yogurt She's commercial. regular as rain. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, <laughs> episodes opening up. Billy's visiting his mom. We also get the little uh, uh, Billy pretty boy montage. Yes. He cleans up nice. There's a lot of references to him being pretty in this episode. So pretty. It's almost like they're laying groundwork for tragedy later on you know what that actor the way he plays his character yes give him a give him a blonde hair dye job maybe some hair extensions claw mask vega make it uh, make a decent vega well we got to make a decent start uh street fighter movie first they have it's called assassin's fist just doesn't involve vega okay it's not only a decent Street Fighter movie, it's an extremely good Street Fighter movie. I don't even know what it is, but okay. It's a, it, it, I've offered to have you come over and watch it numerous times. You always tell me now. All right. Well, Vega doesn't like his mom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so she's chained up in this in this home, right? Yeah. Okay. And he's keeping her all doped up. I have a question. What's up? So obviously, I, I'm gonna go on on a limb here and say that like she was she she was on drugs with him growing up. He was kind of bounced from home to home, yeah. and she was a mess, and he had he had a tough upbringing. Fair enough. So he gets out of the military. He's got all this money, and now he finds her. Okay, where is she being kept? Where they're okay with him coming in, having her tied down all the time, and him administering whatever to her on a weekly basis. What kind of home is this? Do we even know if it is a home? It's it like, looks like a home. There's a nurse there and whatnot. I mean, it looks homish. Don't send me to that home on a mold car, please. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> if we get to a point in our lives, yes, where we are approaching a point physically where we need care like that, yeah, in home care and whatnot. And we are the ones who would make the call for each other. Uh-huh. My question is, sir, what went wrong? To, what choices were made to get us to that point? Don't get me wrong. Love you to death. In the words of Chris Rock, they say life is short. No, it's not. Life <laughs> is long, especially when you make the wrong decisions. So, All right. so God only knows what could happen between now and then. Okay. All right. I'm just saying, if it comes down to it, don't put me there. All right. Just hope it's a fun ride. That's all you can hope for. So, yeah, she's, she, she, yeah, he, that's, it's weird. Yeah, it's kind of a cre- very creepy scene and just. But we are setting up that he is a bad guy. Billy's a bad guy. Yeah, we get a lot of uh, Billy's uh, background and, and history flushed out in this episode. And I, I like the way they did it because we didn't get like flashback after flashback no. as the marvel netflix shows are like to do yeah we got like very concise very neat um explanations of what happened to him in his past put in where it made sense to put them in i found out everything i ever needed to know about billy's past 
in this episode. Yes. Fair enough. Now, Frank and Micro are chilling at the old bachelor pad. Micro flips out because the cameras are off at his house. Well, there's some stuff before that because Micro finds out who Rollins is. Well, yeah, yeah. That happens yeah, too. Yeah, but then, yeah. Um, Micro, buddy. Did you ever hear of like a brownout or power, you know, circuit breaker trip? Your your point is valid. Deep breaths, my friend. Coupled with who we just found out they're going up against, the timing is a little too, it would freak me out too. Fair. Fair point. Um, so Frank has to go over there. Right? Yeah. I okay. mean, we, we quickly have a little Billy Madani coffee scene and like a pseudo, coffee. pseudo Jaws. I have the Jaws scars. note here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we get. Yeah, still not crazy about all the coffee in the series. I'm, I'm, That's me. Know, I'm but, not, yeah. not going to complain too much. So, yeah, Frank goes <laughs> over the house. <laughs> Frank goes to the house. He doesn't have coffee. Um, But he does, you know, show up with flowers and he does start drinking wine with micro's wife now granted he's making sure everything's on the up and up you know but frank buddy like you gotta you gotta you gotta play this a little cooler yeah i think we've kind of seen what ultimately ended up happening here coming for an episode or two now yes now thankfully what i will say is eventually spoilers you know the, the wine gets flowing frank and frank and sarah are, are sarah right yeah, i think so yeah they're you know they're getting along and they're telling their sob stories because they're both you know widows and whatnot and inevitably she puts the move on and she kisses them yeah thankfully it ends there yeah because there's a lot of things they've changed about Frank in the series Actually, from the Frank yeah. we know in the comic books. And I've been thinking, I'm not going to lie, I've been thinking a lot about it. Yeah. I don't think the Frank we know from the comics and the Franks that Frank that we get occasional glimpses of. And like I was going to bring this point up in a later scene in this, but now that we're kind of there, I don't think that Frank works. In this format. Well, I mean, he's not Cosmic Ghost Rider here, so... Uh, He's getting his own series, dude! They're giving him a series! In the comics! Drew, I want you to do me a favor. I I want you to... I want you to take take your phone. Yeah? Take a picture of my face. No, I'm not doing it. Just so the folks can see the look on my face. We'll post on the Facebook no, I, I think, and Twitter. I, I think they just so they can see what my face looks like when you said Cosmic Ghost Rider Frank Castle. I, I, Do it. I, I think they know. They can feel it. They can. It's it. Mm. Your voice tells the story. Trust me. It, he he's oh he's wincing. Um, it's, a, it's a dumpster fire. It's a dumpster fire. There's <laughs> no way around. It's a dumpster fire. <laughs> So anyway, okay, now you're right. But we do get glimpses of him from time to time, which yes. only furthers to to, to kind of tease me along here. But I don't... We can have that all the time in the comics. It works in that format. <sighs> I don't think it works in this format. Now, granted... How do we know they're not granted, doing it? Granted, I don't like where the character ends up as much as you do, or as much as you don't. Oh, yeah, um, I'm, yeah, but, I'm not, not a fan at all. But we'll get to that. You, I just don't feel that 
to make him for just like I said to make him work in this format. I don't think you can necessarily make him one hundred percent of what he is in the comics. Emotionless, endless killing machine. That's the character. That is the character in the comics, yes. But I think if you try and do that here, then you miss out on opportunity. You turn Castle into basically the shark from Jaws. Fine. And that's not... That's entertaining for an hour and a half, two hours. That's not entertaining for 13 hours. Then, well, that's a whole problem to itself. We, these, these series could stand to be a little shorter. I would argue it's not even entertaining for eight hours. Which is, I think, the length they should make each season of these series. Eight hours. Eight It, ca- it can be done. We just don't know it can be done because they haven't done it yet. They kind of did it in Warzone. I mean, come on. We're, we're, we're going to hold Warzone up as a as some kind of... If that's the Frank you're looking for, that's the Frank that was represented in Warzone. And I like that Frank, to be honest. Ray Stevenson in that movie's good. Yeah. The movie itself is not good. There you go. But that's but, not the that's not the character's fault. That's the movie's fault. I think I think you reach a ceiling of what you can do in a visual like in a television or movie format with a character like that. Don't get me wrong. I'd be all for them trying as well. I understand the choices they made with Frank and this and why they did it. Oh, I I know what they're doing. I don't like it. Is my point. Okay. I see what you're doing. You're trying to make him soft and relatable, and that ain't Frank. I don't think they're trying to make him soft and relatable. I just think they're trying to make him not. They're trying to make him identifiable as a human. Well, maybe a little relatable. Definitely not soft. Mm. No, I suppose not. But Micro kind of pokes the bear a little. In this yeah, Micro... Michael drinks a lot in this episode. He does. It gets him punched. It gets him punched. And we learn about Micro's anatomy. Yeah, we do. That, you know, hey, good for him. So that it's not just a clever name. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm looking. I'm checking. Yes, even the Russian judge gave you a (laughs) 9.5 on that one, sir. Oh, there's so many layers to Micro. Who knew? (laughs) Um, But... He does, you know, in that exchange, he's he he's gonna he he has that drunken revelation that he's gonna like yeah. go to Madani and and give him Rollins' his name and get everything taken care of. Frank's like, no, Rollins dies, which eventually Frank agrees to under duress, kind of, kind of, but that's later. Uh, and Micro says, oh yeah, Rollins dies, just like everybody dies because everybody who comes in contact with you, you kill, and you know. He kind of sees through Frank, and Frank yeah, gets visibly like, upset. You got a war inside you. You got a war inside you, and uh, yeah, there's the Frank I know. Yeah, for a second anyway. See, I, I I still think that this Frank, it's weird because you can kind of see him become fully that Frank in Daredevil season two. Yeah, as the show. But again, we've discussed about kind of why they need to do that because you're reintroducing this character to. Um, either A, a group of people who have never known this character before, or B, a group of people who didn't watch Daredevil season two. <sighs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Rollins and uh, Russo fall for Madani and Sam's yeah, fake, little, terrible, little they're terrible acting charade, by the way. 
Yes. Where they start giving the fake information about the, like all the the convenient plot info, they start dumping into the in, into the into the wire. Yes. Hey, fair enough. It worked. It worked. They, they fell for it. Yeah. And here's what I have to say about that. One, Rollins does the stereotypical villainous pontificating, where he look he's walking up on uh, to, to Russo and he's like, commerce, industry. America. He goes into his little, his little. Yeah. These are my ideals. Speech, which you know, mm-hmm. he has no reason to do here, but because we have to relay his character traits to the audience. Yeah. yeah you know. Anyway, number two, uh, Carl. If I ever see two sharp dressed guys at a loading dock or industrial area, walking the other way, I will know they are, are they are up to no good. Yeah. Those guys are in trouble. But this show likes to do that a lot. Yeah. To be fair, uh, Daredevil does as well. Like usually, when when characters want to d- discuss secret stuff, they they're always like on a at the dock or a waterfront of some kind. <laughs> yeah, what's with that? Yeah, you can't go to McDonald's or anything like that. Just you know, hide in plain sight. No, can't do that. Okay. Speaking of which, are you caught? A, are you current on Daredevil the comic? No, two issues. I, they're they're right in the pile, man. Um, Daredevil's kind of Marvel's commentary on our current political oh that much was obvious (laughs) but it's like it's like if it was trump but he's really 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 smart (laughs) well well yeah we that's so in other words it's pure fantasy (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) anyway um so frank has to go back to micro's house Yes. Because Sarah calls in a panic because Micro's jerk kid has a knife. Yeah. And she thinks he's going to hurt someone with it. Which, I mean, valid Valid, concern. Totally. Now, here's... And validated in Frank's conversation with Zach. Now, here's a question for you. We get to see a little uh, Frank parenting. (laughs) Yeah, what do you think Frank's favorite Wu-Tang album is? He does not have one. But... He apparently knows that Wu Tang is next level. Apparently, um. So, oh, also before he gets there, um, when Micro Micro wakes up, we get a little nod to Frank, uh, Frank in Vietnam. It's super subtle, yeah. Apparently, but it's there. Yeah, you know, Frank can cure hangovers. Frank Frank knows how to make uh, Vietnamese food. Is the is the science behind what he was saying sound probiotics or good? Couldn't tell you. I'll find out though. Okay. Um. Oh, real quick aside. Uh, we started watching uh, Somebody Feed Phil on Netflix. Okay. I've never a, heard of it's it. It's a foodie show. Okay. This guy, Phil, goes to different countries and goes to food places. Yep. Uh, the first episode is Thailand. And Jen and I were watching it, dude, and it was like, oh, we, uh, we, were we were there. We were there. We were there. I want to eat that. We ate that. We didn't eat that. We got to Oh, we got to do that. Man, it was like my trip. All over again, nice. and they he even ends the episode at the Elephant Nature Park, and cool. I was like, "Oh man, I want to go back! I, I want to go back!" I miss street fighting among the elephants. It was awesome. I had such a good time. Anyway, I'm sorry that's an aside. Um, okay, so Frank, um, kind of like threatens to cut the kid's head off. <laughs> yeah, Frank castle child counselor maybe not the next series marvel wants to look into well i know he wants to scare the kid yeah and i mean it's effective it, it but the kid it, kid throws him curveball he does but real quick though 
in this conversation before he pulls the knife. So do we get a glimpse, though, before he threatens to cut the kid's head off when he says, I was a, I was a bad kid. Yeah. And uh, my parents couldn't handle me and I wanted to hurt people and I hurt people. My question is, is he trying to intimidate the kid or is this a glimpse into the real Frank Castle? I think it's a glimpse into the real Frank Castle. Okay. I think deep down, um, if Frank was at, never at one point a father, I think it very, mel- very well may have been trying to intimidate the kid. But I think he, as much as it looks like the soldier Frank Castle is talking in the scene, I think it's the father Frank Castle talking in the scene. Because even though all actions and words to the contrary, like once you become a father, perspective is 100% changed. So I think we get some background. In a lot of ways, like we were mentioning how we got everything we need to know about Billy's background in this episode. We also got a little bit more into Frank's like pre-military background. And really, that's he gave us everything we would ever need to know about. Like, you know, we don't we don't need a comic book series about juvenile delinquent Frank Castle. No. No. Frank Castle punished. <laughs> uh yeah. Um, okay. So little glimpses of the real guy. Yeah. Show through. Uh, the rest of this episode is really just fallout. Um, the, 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 the trap is sprung for Billy and his goons. Um, Donnie and Sam are there with agents. My, yep. my, my, my question to you, um, there's five guys. Yeah. Five. Five. Why did the Homeland Security people not have way more agents? Well, I mean, they had more, not... They get taken out real easy. Yeah, the, the one guy... Real easy. The, the first guy out there who said, you know, Homeland Security freeze, and they Boom. just simply reply back, I never freeze. Uh-huh, Bang! Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they, they get taken out by five guys. I think... See, here's... Uh, how do I like, word, how do I word this? They appear to be outclassed. Th- yeah, and fair enough. You can make the argument that these are hardened combat veteran mercs, but at the same time, like I'm sure that Homeland Security agents are not they're not slouches. Yeah, so you know. But I digress. So Sam catches up. With, the majority of them do get taken out. They do. The, but, like, but Billy's not, team all but only Billy survives. And yeah, but like. It was like twenty to it was like twenty guys versus five guys, and the five guys do the most damage. Okay, all right, all right, all right. right. You're you're making a valid point. Let go here. So Sam manages to get catch up with Billy, right? Sam, buddy, this dude just killed like ten to twenty of your guys. Just shoot him. Uh, I think he's thinking like a cop. Shooting him doesn't get. What he needs. Well, you know what he didn't need? Uh, 13 stab wounds That's to the chest. That's right. He didn't need that. Looks like one to the neck as well. Yeah. To, but yeah. he does see Billy's face, but he'll yep. never be able to tell Madani. Nope. So she finds Sam. Sam dies. Trying to tell her, but he can't because he's dying. And then I also learned that Homeland Security lets agents go home. Uh, bloody messes. 
without any sort of debrief. Yeah, I guess, I guess there's no or, like, you know, maybe may, maybe a, maybe a grief counselor shower. or a shower, some kind of facility. Yeah. No, no, go home. Yeah. Just go home. Yeah, and into the arms of Billy. The end. The end. The next episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, good fleshing out episode. Um, Seems we begin a lot of those. A lot of fleshing out, but we are kind of starting to hit a stride where things are going to start taking off in a hurry. But yeah. there are some more speed bumps along the way, if I'm not mistaken. One of which... <laughs> some speed bumps <laughs> and a pothole at the end. Yeah. yeah. Folks, it is that, that wonderful time in Buffalo where we get to play everybody's favorite game while you're driving. Dude. Is it a puddle or is it a tire flattening pothole? Be careful on my street, by the way. They, the, my street's a Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my way to work every day is a nightmare, too. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, that's all I got, I kind of wish I had the vehicle from Moon Patrol. Remember Moon Patrol? No. It's like a side-scrolling, but you had a like a moon vehicle that could shoot straight and up at the same time, and it could jump okay. over like moon craters and whatnot. I want uh, the Master Blaster car. Yeah, no, I can't fault you there. <laughs> can't fault you there. So that's that's it. Yeah. All right, folks, that about does it for us here. Uh, we thank you for joining us. Folks, uh, we've noticed that our listeners uh, seem to be increasing. We thank you very much for that. Um, but more growth. We want more growth. We appreciate all, all you guys have been doing. Um, but please, the, the easiest thing you can do to help us out is to retweet our new episode announcements, uh, share them on Facebook. Please, this is like the simplest thing. You're already there on the social media platform. You're checking your Facebook. You're checking your Twitters. Just press the, it's not even a real button. You just press the screen. Just hit that retweet or share button. It does us a ton of help. And if you can, if you get a chance, review the show on iTunes. That helps as well. Um, if you'd like to send us any questions or send us any comments on the show to be right on the air, you can do so at the following locations. You can find us on Twitter. Yes, Lucas. Tell us, Lucas. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Due Podcast.com. Drew, anything left to be said? Uh, just to piggyback on what you just said, tell your friends. Yes, please share sharing is caring it is and we would care very much if you shared so yeah there you go man all right folks being said court is a